Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome inside Walter Brown Arena office of Boston University. It is the 28th annual Mayor's Cup Youth Ice Hockey Tournament. My name is Mason Stout alongside Jesse Sheehan. Jesse, an absolutely incredible day of hockey. We've got the Bantam Single A boys coming up first. We've got Dorchester Chiefs. We've got Alston Brighton Warriors. It should be an outstanding hockey game. It's ugly outside, but great hockey weather inside. Oh, absolutely, Mason. No question. We're in for some great hockey today from two really great hockey towns. Alston Brighton is represented in two of today's five games being slated for today. This game as well as the girls 12 and under. Meanwhile, Dorchester all three Bantam championships on the lineup for today involves Dorchester, and they've already got two wins today, uh, two wins in this Mayor's Cup already on earlier days, the Pee Wee Single A and the Mike Double A. Two strong hockey towns. I'm excited. It's going to be an absolutely incredible day. We've had three outstanding days of Mayor's Cup finals already. We'll take you through them in a little bit, but right now it's hockey time. We head down to the ice for Dorchester and Alston Brighton. Alston Brighton will be in the orange uniforms with Dorchester in the bright royal blue trimmed in red. We're yeah. getting ready for this one. First time we've seen the boys out on the ice today. We've had a couple of girls games earlier. But this is an outstanding matchup, and we appreciate you joining us on BNN, the Boston Neighborhood Network, along with WBCA 1029, you are listening and watching to broadcast coverage of the 28th annual Mayor's Cup Youth Hockey Tournament. Again, this is WBCA 1029 and the Boston Neighborhood Network. Thank you so much for joining us. The teams have taken to the ice. Two bright contrasting colors out there. Austin Brighton in that bright orange, almost looked like Edmonton Oiler orange and black. Opposite them in the royal blue and red, the Dorchester Chiefs, who you mentioned, Jesse, will play a major role and already has done so in this Mayor's Cup to this point. Absolutely. And I love the NHL comparison because I was personally, I was thinking uh, Philadelphia Flyers. That's uh, probably uh, a better comparison, honestly. Against the uh, since defaulted Quebec Nordiques is what I was thinking when I saw that red and blue. There's the old, old, the old hockey is that one is going to be an offside call as it just trickled across the blue line. Yeah, that was uh, that was either an offside or maybe a delay of game might have gone off. Or no, no, the netting is on the back. I'm being silly. <laughs> it's okay. We've been here for a while. It's a long day, but it's a fun day. Is It's one back. Now I was about to call him the Oilers. See, look what I've done to myself. As Alston Brighton takes it the other way, shot attempt coming, crossing pass. Trying to pick out that time, the run on the far side of Fleming Benison, Connor Fleming Benison, number nine in orange, as this one's moved out to the left point. Retrieved there by Raymond Arthur. Arthur trying to get through traffic, goes in, retrieves. Now on the puck of Arthur. Sees it to a teammate. Retrieved far inside left corner by Luke McGath. Moved out to the left side, possessed against the boards. Dorchester wins it back. Are they able to clear it? It's going to carry him off, but kept alive in there by Alston Brighton. But it does trickle into neutral ice and is retrieved right at the red line. Neither team going for a change. Man, and I'll tell you, I already like what I'm seeing from this opening Alston Brighton line. Some really nice puck movement, some great touch on those passes. So easy at this level to get off the mark passes, but they're on the mark so far early. This is the Bantam Single A Division for the boys. 
as this one's pinned up in the corner. Dorchester trying to retrieve it. Forecheck being applied by Alston Brighton. Karim's off boards, moved back out toward the point. Where it's taken into neutral ice by the, definitely the largest player on the ice, number 25, Logan Lang. Looks like he's about 6'4", number I'll 25 in blue. I was afraid he was going to fall on Alston Brighton's <laughs> number three and squash him. I mean, usually you don't see a forward that's that much bigger than the defenseman he's bearing down on. Usually it's the reverse in terms of the patterns, but uh, yeah, I was I was afraid he, he might hurt him. Logan I was scared Lang, out there. An absolute tank. If they ever get on the power play, just plant him in front of the goaltender and send pucks at the net, because chances are things will get blocked out in front. This one seeps into the attacking zone for Alston Brighton. They're able to retrieve. Brought under control this time by number 25 in orange. Moved around. Number 25 is Akira Furukawa, as this one's held inside by the goaltender. Nice save that time by Dominic Conte, number 98 in blue. And, and, and some nice movement even from the second line. Alston Brighton's two forward lines have been moving it very well. Dorchester's got a good size advantage overall, but Alston Brighton with some nice moves early. Three plus minutes gone in the opening period. 9.54 to play between Alston Brighton and Dorchester. First period action, 28th annual Mayor's Cup. Dorchester in neutral ice, flips it back into the zone where it's retrieved by Alston Brighton, defensive third. They try and get it past the blue line, they do, and it's going to be an offside as it's touched by Dorchester with two men in blue in the zone. Always got to be aware of where that puck is relative to that blue line. And sometimes it's so easy to get over eager and be like, I've got to get there, i got to get the attack, and then you just can't stop your momentum. Understandable mistake. Another neutral zone face-off after the offside. Alston Brighton's going to have an opportunity here. They're 2 on 0 Shot comes in. It goes just wide. I don't think the goaltender got a touch to it, but the shot was missed from point-blank range. Shot came in there that time by number four in orange, Luke McGaff. And you know what I like? He's already short memory, getting right back on the attack after, after uh, you know, a shot he definitely wants back. Creeps back where it's retrieved by Colm O'Brien. Alston Brighton. Again, it tries to attack the zone, but it seeps back out in between the two blue lines. It's retrieved once again by the men in orange. The Chiefs try to knock it back in there. They have really not been able to sustain any kind of an offensive pressure so far. It's another whistle, and it should be another offside. Neutral zone face-off upcoming with 8.30 to go in the opening period. You know, between you mixing in the Oilers, my mixing in the Flyers, and now you're calling them the men of orange as if they're playing for Syracuse, we're going to get the names all confused here, Mason. We certainly are. Hard enough to get the players down, so if only I can make things even more confusing, I guess that's what I'm going to do today as this one seeps back. No icing as it was deflected on its way through. Chiefs retrieve. Warriors possess it. Just the one shot on goal so far for Alston Brighton. They had the most clear-cut opportunity, but it didn't result in a shot on goal, the 2-on-0 breakaway. This one takes a funny hop high off the glass. Rear boards, tried the centering pass, gets blocked in front by three Chiefs. Shot comes in from high, and it is deflected high by the goaltender in blue. You know, Alston Brighton showing some great finesse early on the passes, but they need a little bit more finesse on their shots. If they can find a clean path to the net once they finish those fancy passes. I mean, eventually, just law of averages, something's going to go in. Reversing the pass that time, Daniel Daly. 
for Alston Brighton. Dorchester, can they apply a little bit of a forecheck here and maintain some offensive possession? No, they cannot. It's taken back by the Warriors. Warriors back into open ice. Poke check from behind. Retrieved. Kept in the zone, though, by Alston Brighton. They get back in there deep. Wheeling around at the red line. Shot comes in. Might have deflected off the post behind. And Dorchester retrieves. That looks like it might have went off the goalie's face mask, even. It was hard to tell from that angle. But again, that, uh, that was number four, uh, McGaff making a great effort there. He has not stopped. He's going to be a guy to watch throughout this game. Certainly is. He had that breakaway just a couple of minutes ago as we tick down inside 6.35 to go in the opening period. Clock does run 13-minute periods. We basically have little to no break in between them. They retreat to their benches, treat it like a timeout. We'll go through our sponsor reads at that time. But really, non-stop hockey, these games are only scheduled to last somewhere around 50 to 55 minutes. So fast hockey action here for the 28th Mayor's Cup Youth Ice Hockey Tournament. Lang, you will not be able to miss him when he's out there. Number 25 in blue, holding down the fort, back in there in the defensive line. It's chipped in there deep by Alston Brighton, retrieved by the Chiefs, but they cannot clear it. Only goes out as far as number 18 in orange. That's retrieved that time. And uh, number 53, another guy you can't really miss out on that ice. Number 25 might be the biggest guy out there, but number 53 has got a, the number two spot pretty, uh, pretty wrapped up there. Yes, Dylan Katz is number 53. So two huge defensemen and attackers, respectively, between Lang and Katz for Dorchester. But neither has been too involved. How about an opportunity for the Chiefs? They go right down the throat of it, and it's kept alive and knocked away. Goaltender really getting involved for the first time for Alston Brighton. Well done that time. They make the stop. Yeah, and it might have been poked at from behind by one of the defensemen. It looks like it, you know, the attacker just got it a little mixed up, was trying to get a little too fancy with it at the end. And then too many defenders coming from behind. John Henry is the goaltender for Alston Brighton, number one in orange and black. Dominic Conte, his opposite man, number 98 in blue. It's been a hotly contested hockey game, but not necessarily too much to do in terms of shots on target for the respective goaltenders as the puck is iced and will go down toward the other end. Yeah. I mean, even with the lack of shots on goal, possession-wise, it really has been leaning Alston Brighton's way. They just haven't been able to get... And it's not like they're not getting clean looks. They're getting some open looks. They just got to get some more uh, more accuracy on those shots. Four to one in shots right now in favor of Alston Brighton. That one's nicely stopped by Henry. Pokes it behind. Reacted to it quickly. Finds a teammate who's able to bring it close to the exterior of the zone. And they are able to eventually clear into neutral ice. Alston Brighton wearing orange and black. Moving the puck left to right as you imagine it, on 1029. And as you see it on the Boston Neighborhood Network. Yeah, you know what? That's the test of a really good goalie, what Henry just showed. Are you able to have the quick reflexes when a lack of action might be starting to put you to sleep? I mean, a quick shot off the face-off like that, that could potentially sneak up on you. He responded well. Alston Brighton, is there another breakaway opportunity? There is, it deflects off the post and somehow doesn't go in off the back of the goaltender who got a little bit lucky. He was beaten near side, but it escapes. Man, I mean, at this point, like I said, they they're getting the good looks. Just need something on target. Raymond Arthur 
nearly finishing on the right side as he attacked, but somehow caromed off the inside of the post and did not go in. 3.08 to play, opening period. That's a heavy hit delivered in there by number 15, Michael Lynch for Dorchester. It's kept alive, far right side from our vantage point. Alston Brighton trying to keep the four check alive, keep it in the zone, they cannot do so. It escapes out the outside, and Max Peterson is whistled for offside. You know what, they've been relentless, that Alston Brighton team. I mean, that was a beautiful check, but off that loose puck, Arthur immediately picked that one up and launched a great shot at the net. Great save for Dorchester to keep it scoreless, but still, Alston Brighton keeping up that attack. Knocked in deep, down toward the left side by Dorchester. They just seed possession. There's really nothing going offensively for the Chiefs right now. It does escape, come all the way down to the other end of the ice. No icing as it'll be retrieved by the Dorchester defenseman number 15 before it can get toward that red line. It checks up high into the air off a huge deflection. Trying to retrieve at that time, but unable to do so. Were the Chiefs, I believe this one might deflect into the bench and we'll have a neutralized face off. Exactly two minutes to play, opening period. No score, Dorchester Chiefs, Alston Brighton Warriors. Well, ordinarily it would stay at exactly two minutes, but uh, they keep the clock running here. Yes, they do. The only time you will see the clock stop is for a penalty or a goal. And even, I'm not even sure on the goal, depending on how the score goes, but the puck is iced. We come down to the other end, so just a penalty will stop the clock, but you will see sometimes potentially in this game where a penalty can get milked just by an icing of the puck or a delay of game or something flipping into the bench because the clock will run on the penalty clock as well. Covered up. Or something like that where the yep, goalie covers exactly. up the puck. You know, it really changes the fabric of how the game, it changes the strategy a little bit, adds some kind of different layer to it when you're able to effectively stall out like that. We duck inside of a minute in this first period. We remain scoreless. Alston Brighton with the puck, trying to wheel things around and create something. Still with the puck, Alston Brighton tried to shot in front. It stays in front, backhanded attempt, nothing. Still blocked there by the goaltender and eventually is out toward left point. My goodness, again, Alston Brighton with no luck and again, great resiliency by the man between the pipes for Dorchester on that one. It was great patience by number 88 to bring it around and look and wait for his opening. And he set up his man great in front of the crease there, but number 98's just been a wall for the Chiefs. He certainly has. Joplin Murphy, puck dropped right in front of him and he took one, two, three swipes at it in front with seven seconds to go. Left side zone face off for Alston Brighton, but this should just about do it as it's blocked out in front, and the first period comes to an end oh. with a heavy hit delivered by number 11 for Alston Brighton, Raymond Arthur. He's had a, a strong but sometimes frustrating first period as he had a breakaway opportunity he couldn't cash in, and he deals a late hit as we head to the first intermission, I'll call it, but it's far from that as these teams will return to the ice momentarily. Yeah, and you know what? That frustration, you can't let that build up if you're Alston Brighton. You're getting the advantage here. You just got to keep at it, not let yourself get frustrated, not do anything stupid. Yeah, doesn't look like he's going to get any kind of penalization for it, but that's the type of play that if you 
really do get caught for it, you could find yourself down a man as you take a look at the shots in that first period, nine to one. It was a little bit slow going for the first few minutes, but Alston Brighton turning on the Jets and out shooting nine to one. We take a look at the sponsors for our great event. Of course, this event is hosted by the Boston Parks and Recreation Department. Can't thank them enough. We also have some tremendous support from the Boston Bruins Foundation and additional support from PNG Gillette. We also want to thank FMC Ice Sports, Boston University, our fantastic hosts today, and the Massachusetts Department of Conservation and Recreation. Thanks again to Mayor Michelle Wu and to Pinos, who delivered our fantastic subs, lunch, tasty pizza for our fantastic production crew. You'll see them at the end of the broadcast. Could not put on this outstanding event without them. We are back underway, second period action. It's gonna be an offensive zone faceoff for the Dorchester Chiefs. We switch ends. So Dorchester in their blue and red will now move the puck left to right. Opposite them, Alston Brighton in orange and black, moving the puck right to left. It's running clock, 13 minute periods. We're underway in the second, no score. And you mentioned during the break that difference in shots, and what that doesn't include is all the great chances that Alston Brighton had that didn't result in a shot on goal because their shots went wide or high. I mean, they've really been generating such a dominant majority of offensive chances, they just haven't gotten one to go yet. Dorchester from distance. There was a brief moment where it looked like it was gonna be covered, now it is by the goaltender for Alston Brighton. That's John Henry. Only had to make one save in the first period, makes one there, right down the middle. Yeah, and this is gonna be, a, this game's gonna be a test for Henry, even with a low shot count, just cause he's gotta keep that focus, gotta keep that attention span, you know, on saving shots, even as few and far between as they are. 11.30 to go from the point, shot held by Henry. Looked like he might have spilled it. And again, the players, a little bit of pushing and shoving. Raymond Arthur delivering that late hit at the end of the first period. Continues to be a little bit of extracurriculars in the second. But Dorchester out shooting from their first period. Inside the opening two minutes, they've more than tripled their shooting total from the first. This one taken behind. Alston Brighton trying to get clear, they do so. Two on three, but it's taken away just past the red line and neutralized by Dorchester. Trickles into the offensive zone where it's cleared once again by the Warriors. They try and go loop over the top. Try to go one on two, but no luck so there, no luck there by Alston Brighton. But they do keep it alive in neutral ice. 50-50 battle. Extended period in the neutral zone. Who can gain control? It is Dorchester. They try and kick it into their offensive zone. They do so, but only momentarily. And it's taken back by Alston Brighton as they try and go one on two. Opportunity. Try to go on the backhand. It's scooted high that time. That was McGath again. He's been so busy. He really has. By far been the most impressive player on the ice for the most part. John Luke McGath, number four in orange. Oh. Oh, that one was dangerous. That was an awkward bounce, but Henry just managed to poke it away. Henry, after basically doing nothing in the first period, has been on his toes here in the second with 9.51 to play. This one caroms out front. 
Henry again pokes it away, and it does escape into neutral ice. Dorchester will have to reset. This is Lang, who regains the zone, flips it in there deep. It almost found its way into the far corner, and again, Henry is alert to it. It goes back to the defenseman, is wheeled around. It's McGann. And you got to give credit also to number three on Alston Brighton's side. He had a great, and there was a juicy rebound chance off of one of those saves from Henry, and number three cleared it out quickly. Certainly did. Dorchester Dangerous. takes it back. It's Lang. Lang with that huge frame comes in, shoots high. Tommy Ahern was supporting him on the left side, but he went on it one-on-one -on -one and shot it high as that has been the trend. Breakaways have been there, but the shots have come in high. Wow, seven to one now, the advantage for Dorchester and shots. A complete flip of the script of the first period. They've adjusted so well. And they really caught Alston Brighton with their pants down in the middle of a switch there. Just couldn't <laughs> capitalize. Quite the visual reference from my partner as Alston Brighton wins the faceoff in their defensive zone, but it's taken back by Dorchester. It's retrieved this time by number 88 in orange. That's Stella Hunter. Stella out of the zone. Gains the offensive zone. How about this skating from Hunter? Hunter tries the centering pass. I'm not sure if it was deflected off the stick or it was intentionally tried to move to the right, but either way, it's taken back by Dorchester and it's Lang once again, showing some stick handling moves despite his size and delivering the heavy hit to number 14 in orange, going down to the ice, Andrew Sear, as Dorchester in their offensive zone, just in front of us to the right side of the ice, trying to get it back into the offensive zone. They do so, but it's offside. And with 7.59 to go, we'll have an offensive or a neutral zone face-off as the two teams change lines. You know, Stella Hunter is a player who's impressed me a couple of times already this game. Some really impressive puck-carrying skills in transition for a defenseman. The defense has been caught out a few times on both sides, but no horns have sounded. We remain goalless as we are a minute away from the midpoint of period number two. Alston Brighton and Dorchester as this one flips up and in on the deflection. Alston Brighton scores first. What is it you always tell me, Mason? You put stuff into the slot and things happen. Great positioning on the deflection, a great insert from, I think that's number two who uh, sent that one towards the slot. Just. Classic hockey there. It's Peterson who gets the goal, number two. And an impressive performance in the first period from Alston Brighton. Dorchester flipping it around in the second. But it is the Warriors of Alston Brighton who score. Max Peterson, number two, just puts his stick on the ground in front of the goaltender, has it deflect up high, and beats the goaltender. Cleared out. Trying to get it clear anyway. Alston Brighton, it goes behind their goaltender's net. They have the 1-0 lead as we are inside six and a half to play in period number two. Kept alive by Dorchester right at the blue line. That's a nice stick play. Kept alive, centering pass in front. Henry, for a second there, thought it might have squeaked behind him, but he's able to cover it up, and it's going to be an offensive zone. Face-off for Dorchester. And, and, you know, I'm not entirely sure... As, the, as we got a goalie switch here. We are going to have a goalie switch. Tell us about it. Yep. Coming out of the game, John Henry to replace by Barnaby Dano, number 97 in orange. 
So, Mayor's Cup tradition, halfway through the game, you carry two goaltenders, you play both goaltenders, so no coincidence that right at the six and a half minute mark of period number two, Dano comes in, Henry, who really did a good job, particularly in this second period. He only had to make one save in the first, but the second, he has been much the more active of the two goaltenders. Henry makes a couple of stops, goes out with his team up 1-0. And also, you know, even with the low amount of saves he had in the first, I think that was still an impressive showing because you saw on the other end what happens if you're, you know, if you only face a few shots, sometimes something sneaks in on you by surprise. McGaff. He has been impressive. Tried to go on the backhand. Shot saved by Dominic Conte off to the left. Possessed by Dorchester. Forecheck being applied by Alston Brighton. It escapes the zone. Taken out at the red line. That BU at center ice with the Terrier logo as we are being so graciously hosted by the Walter Brown Arena here inside the Case Center at Boston University. Cycled back in there deep. Kathleen right point by number three, Colm O'Brien, with 4.30 to play in the second period. Shot comes in, deflected. It was spilled initially, but eventually held by Dominic Conte. It remains 1-0. Line change comes back in, and it's the big line of Katz and Lang in there for Dorchester, 53-25. and 25. Two towers in there for the men in blue. And what an impressive effort from both sides on that last play. Conte with a great heads-up save. Meanwhile, the Alston Brighton player, I can't quite see his number, might be 87, might yep. be a second number, 97. But he, great heads-up stick work just to give that puck a chance of scoring. He almost snuck one in. Joplin Murphy, number 87 in orange, his job has been to plant himself in front of the goaltender and wait for things to fall right in front. He was involved in that big scrum in the first period that nearly resulted in an Alston Brighton goal. It's taken back by the Warriors, centering pass in front, stopped by Conte. Wow. Lang. That, that one was so close. Lang. Trying to carry it. Looking like Zdeno Chara as he comes in there and swipes it in front. He's just got such a size advantage on everyone else. It's impossible to miss him as he heads off the ice. You know, with him playing as a forward with that size and with the, the colors reminiscent of the Flyers and Rangers <laughs> out there, I'm reminded more of Eric Lindros. There you go. Just for a bit of a older memory there. Offensive zone faceoff, won by Dorchester. Squeaking away from a couple of players and then trying to center it, but instead having it carry him in behind was Finbar Brophy, number 54 in blue. Retrieved by the man with the red helmet, standing out from everybody else out there. That's number 74, Robbie Levy. Not sure if this is an offside or if it hopped up into the bench, but either way, neutral zone face-off coming. It'll be just right of center in the Dorchester half with two and a half to go in the second period. A 1-0 lead for the Warriors of Alston Brighton. Oh, big chance. Nearly was, and then it's going to be an offside. Whistled against Alston Brighton. We'll come back into neutral ice as we tick toward the two-minute mark. Two of an outstanding array of teams in this tournament. From Parkway Youth Hockey, Dorchester, of course, being represented in this game, South Boston Youth Hockey, Charlestown Youth Hockey. What a tournament they've had across the board from Charlestown. Alston Brighton in this game, then Hyde Park Youth Hockey, and SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, as the whistles sound. And we will pause again, but the 
clock does not pause in this little bit of stop and go action is uh, they no, will actually pausing. stop the clock because that's this, this is going to be a penalty got to be a penalty that's the only way we're going to stop the clock and Dorchester is going to have a man head to the bench that looks like number 47 yep heading to the bench is 47 Martin Mannion for 90 seconds so the remainder of this first period will be played with a man advantage for Alston Brighton Did not see exactly whether it was a trip or what, but we continue to play as we tick inside. 90 seconds on the game clock, 70 seconds on the penalty clock. Taken back by Alston Brighton with the man advantage. Here's an opportunity, and that's going to be a tripping play. We're going to play five on three. Alston Brighton, they're not even going to pull the goaltender here. They're just going to wait. And now with a minute 13, but remember, clock is running, so this is not helping the team. Alston Brighton, that's about to go two men up. Oh, but they are actually going to stop the clock because it's a second penalty. So they're going to restart the clock once the, they put that minute 30 on the clock for the second penalty. And then once the official runs them to uh, get the clock going as he's getting ready to drop the, the ice. As you can see, the clock's now running as he's getting ready to drop for the faceoff. So for the next minute and four in this second period, Alston Brighton is not going to have a better opportunity all game long to add to their 1-0 lead. This one chopped in front, tried to be deflected, but instead was deflected behind. Dorchester just trying to clear it. One of the things that is interesting, you can ice the puck as a defensive team on the penalty kill. So that is not a reprieve, but it would be because the clock would run in this situation. So if you ice the puck, the clock is going to continue to run with 37 seconds to go in the period. Oh, what a hit! And going down and not too happy about it was number eight, Stella Hunter, who you mentioned earlier, Jesse, has been impressive, but with the clock running, this That's, is not helping that the ends men in it. orange at all. That, that wasn't a penalty. That was an offsides is what they called. They called offsides on Alston Brighton. That ends the first penalty, and we are very close to ending this second period. Yeah, this is not helping the team in orange. This one knocked in there deep with five seconds to go. The whistle's going to sound. The clock won't stop, and that will bring us to the end of period number two with a 1-0 Alston Brighton lead. Yes, and a, a, a well-earned lead. It's, it is kind of funny. You consider all the great chances, all the open looks, and yet hockey being the funny sport that it is, what ultimately gets them? A lucky bounce. Yep. Part, half luck, but half really nice setup. A great insert. I think it was Peterson who sent it towards the slot, and I didn't quite see who deflected it in, but... Either way, a great goal for Alston Brighton to take the 1-0 lead. Max Peterson credited with the goal that has given Alston Brighton a 1-0 lead as the teams retreat to their benches. This is the Bantam Single A Final between Alston Brighton and Dorchester. You're listening to broadcast coverage of the 28th Annual Mayor's Cup Youth Hockey Tournament on WBCA 1029 on your FM dial, your Boston Community Radio Station, and, of course, this is also the Boston Neighborhood Network. So however you're joining us, whether it's over the airwaves on radio or over your television, thank you very much for joining us. Due to an FCC ruling, programs like these on the Boston Neighborhood Network are in jeopardy. For more information on ways that you can help, you can keep this fantastic youth hockey atmosphere and just youth sports atmosphere alive, visit bnnmedia.org.
we continue on in this third period, but first, we want to thank the Boston Parks and Recreation, our fantastic host for this event, the Boston Bruin Foundation, P&G Gillette, FMC Ice Sports, as we will finish off our outstanding sponsors after we get back to live action. This one tried to flip it in front. And I think that just ended. It the, did. The five on four that they opened the period with just ended within the first. Uh, it's a little bit unlucky the way that that power play came about with the time on the clock. We want to thank Boston University as well. You see that big BU logo at, ha at center ice. And again, thank you as well to DCR, the Department of Conservation and Recreation here in the great Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Possessed at the point, blocked out in front by Dorchester on the rifle in that time by Hunter. And it is iced by the Chiefs who have 12 minutes, Jesse, to yeah. find their way back into this one and even this thing up at one. 12 minutes and counting. Dorchester out shooting the Warriors 9-7 in that second period. But for the game as a whole, after a very impressive first period from Alston Brighton, 16-10, they lead in shots for the entire game. Lang using that long stick to dispossess the puck right at center ice, taken back by the Warriors, chipped in there deep. We've switched sides again. So if you're listening on radio, Alston Brighton in orange and black, attacking the goal left to right. Opposite them, the Dorchester Chiefs in blue and red, attacking the goal right to left. It's still Conti in goal. They only carry one for Dorchester, but we did switch at the midpoint. Barnaby Dano, number 97, is patrolling the crease off to our left, wearing orange for Alston Brighton. And it is Dano who covers there and forces a defensive zone faceoff for his squad. Alston Brighton showing some very good help defense on that initial surge by Dorchester. Give us the rest of our sponsors, Mason. Certainly will do so. Wants to give a big thanks to Mayor Michelle Wu, the mayor of Boston. And Pino's Pizza, who provided our outstanding staff and crew with some great subs and pizza today. Would not be able to do it without them. Certainly would be a lot hungrier without Pino's and would not be able to put on any of this outstanding event without our great crew. 10-17 to play. Third period action. Alston Brighton maintains the 1-0 lead. It's taken into neutral ice. And here's an attacking opportunity for Alston Brighton. It's McGath again, who has been everywhere in this game. And now he tries to get back in defense. Taken back by Dorchester. They gain the zone, but they do so offside. And a bit of a frustration play by Dorchester as they will have to bring this one back into neutral ice. Max Peterson remains the lone goal scorer. A bit of a funky bounce at 5.01 in period number two. There's been lots of great opportunities, a couple breakaways either side, Jesse. But as you said in the intermission, only takes one. Sometimes it's on a funny hop, but right now that's the difference in the ballgame. And it really does show that philosophy true that Alston Brighton so dominantly outshot Dorchester in the first, got no score, got outshot by Dorchester in the second 
and yet they came away with the go-ahead goal. Shot came in from right point, deflected off the right side netting that's being patrolled back there by Dano. Eventually, I believe he got caught up in the netting, and the referees retrieved the puck. And Dano's kind of lucky there. He, st he was starting to panic a little bit. He, he was starting to look a little lost. Uh, but, you know, th there was literally nothing Dorchester could do. The puck was stuck. 8.45 to play, third period. Dorchester, as Jesse mentioned, out shooting Alston Brighton in the second period, but conceding the game's only goal in the process. They did get a little bit lucky as they committed two penalties late in the period, but with the way the clocks run, it really didn't feel like they were a man or even two down for as long as they probably should have been. And so Alston Brighton unable to capitalize on those two power play opportunities back to back as it's a full line change here for the men in orange. Dorchester looking to equalize down one nothing. Alston Brighton has not committed a penalty in this game. So Dorchester, can they create something to equalize this one or can Alston Brighton add to their lead? It's held in front by Conte. They're trying to poke home in front and unable to do so that time. They were going for the alley-oop there. Uh on the pass from, I think, 33 to 18, it looked like. Just didn't have room. Good coverage by Conti. Yes, Matthew Leiter was the one who chipped it in there, but unable to force it home from close range was the teammate as it's covered again by Conti. And again, the clock runs inside 7.30 to go. You know, you spoke about the disparity in penalties, and I think that really is representative of the two styles we're seeing here. It really is a, st uh, a battle of physicality versus finesse so far, with uh, physicality represented by Dorchester and the finesse from Alston Brighton. So far, finesse is winning, but very narrow. Dorchester cannot clear it out of the zone, kept alive by the Warriors. Another catch by Conti, who has gotten his glove on the puck three times inside the last 45 seconds, freezes it again, gives us an opportunity to congratulate the other winners that we've had over the last couple of days. All our championship games started Wednesday at Jim Roach Community Arena, where Charlestown, South Boston, and Charlestown again won the Squirt Single A, Double A, and Pee Wee Triple A competitions, respectively, as there's a free, a free stick out on the ice. Somehow, Hunter was able to get the puck, but then it got deflected away and it's taken back by Dorchester, but takes a really weird carom off the crease between the two boards. Dorchester able to clear, and it's going to be an opportunity. Is that Lang once again? He tries to chip it in there, but it's blocked out in front, and now he has to go in, in there and chase. He's not going to win the foot race, but he's able to be able to win the physicality. This one flipped high, deflected. It looked like a defenseman got a stick on it, and it's taken away to the left of the goaltender, Dano, and a whistle sounds. That might be a high stick. I believe that's exactly what it was. Good hand-eye coordination, but definitely a high stick yeah. as we tick inside six minutes to go in period number three. Dorchester still looking for that equalizer. As we get back underway, and this one nearly chipped out of the zone. Want to congratulate as well our winners from Thursday. The games that took place at the Divine Rink. Girls U10 won by Charlestown. Charlestown also winning the Squirt AAA title with the Peewee single, single A and Double A titles going to Dorchester and South Boston, respectfully. Respectively, excuse me. And then at Emmons Horrigan O'Neill Memorial Rink as Dorchester takes it back and clears into neutral ice. 
Charlestown, Dorchester, and Charlestown again winning the AAA, AA, and single-A Mike titles. So congratulations to all those teams as here's an opportunity for Alston Brighton saved by Conti. And he might have just saved the game for Dorchester as that would have doubled the advantage to 2-0. Makes another save, glove off to the left. Shot came in that time and was deflected away by Raymond Arthur. And again, great passing, great finesse from Alston Brighton, but really good coverage from Conti. You can't undersell how good a job he's done in spite of the deficit. It remains 1-0. Dorchester, can they get one look to try and get past the goal that is currently being net-minded by Barnaby Dano? Game was started by John Henry, but as is tradition, halfway through gave way to Dano, but it's currently, as it stands, a 1-0 lead for Alston Brighton. Here's a nice centering pass, but it took a high hop off the stick. Dorchester retrieves, they keep it in the zone. Chiefs trying to keep it alive left point. They do so with 4.12 to go in the third period. Great, great play by the skate to keep it alive again by Dorchester. The forecheck being applied. Can they keep it in the zone this time? They cannot, that's nearly a trip. No call though. It's kept out by center ice and Alston Brighton. Is there gonna be an opportunity to break? Took a long time to retrieve. They don't have numbers, it's one on three. Nice reserve pass, slap shot comes in, score! McGaff! He's been wanting that one all game, Mason. All game. Luke McGath gets the goal he so deserves. We've talked about him. He's been involved in so many plays and now gets the goal that may give Alston Brighton the Bantam A title. And you talked about how because of the delay they didn't have the numbers. But it was such a great read by Raymond Arthur to just delicately drop it behind him. He knew McGath was behind him, and McGath just came in and launched it. Alston Brighton got the deserved lead in the second, and they have applied the pressure here in the third. Cannot remember the last time Dorchester got a clear-cut opportunity to equalize this hockey game, and now it's 2-0 as we are inside the final three minutes of regulation, and Alston Brighton just needs to see out the clock. Can they ice it right here? No as it stopped in the crease, but the clock will run, and even just the time it takes to reset a face-off will help Alston Brighton. Yeah, that, that. McGath, the goal score at 9.02 of the third, following up Max Peterson at 5.01 of the second, and they have a 2-0 lead. The clock is, it was actually stopped for that one. They might be stopping it within a certain amount of time. So inside of three minutes is we learn the, the, the intricacies of the Mayor's Cup rules as we go a little bit, Jesse. But inside three minutes with a goal deficit or goal separation of three or less, they will stop the clock and will play normalized hockey timing rules from here on out. As Conti spills the first one and then seals the puck between his pads on the second with 2.28 to go in the third. That was almost a very costly rebound there for Dorchester. Great hustle by Conti. Lang in there on the faceoff. Conti, he didn't want to freeze the puck even though it would have stopped the clock. I can understand if the clock rang as Lang takes it, deflects it, but there was nobody home for the Chiefs as Lang will apply the four check. But as we approach two minutes to play in regulation, Dorchester's got to start to move. 
They have removed the goaltender. We play six on five hockey. Whistle sounds. Not sure exactly what happened. I'm confused as well. Not sure if the goaltender knocked the net off its board. What happened? Puck was still in play. It didn't deflect into any protective netting or anything, but regardless. And nobody's going into the box. No, but regardless, minute 59 to go. Clock did stop. Offensive zone faceoff for Dorchester left circle, but it is cleared down ice, and Dorchester retrieves. The net remains empty as Conte has vacated it for the extra skater. Hunter retrieves, patiently waits, finds a teammate in neutral ice. 100 seconds to go in regulation. Alston Brighton 2, Dorchester nothing. Lang pivots, runs right into Hunter, who applies the pressure. Look at the size disadvantage, and Hunter's not given an inch. I really got to give compliments on both sides. Lang's been doing a great job using the, that long reach of his in order to bring a little bit more stick skills to his attack. He just hasn't been getting the support he's needed. And Stella Hunter, in the face of a Goliath, really, has not backed down at all. A heavy hit. Raymond Arthur just delivered as heavy a hit as you can deal to Lang. I'm sure he absolutely loved that. It's always fun when you can send the kid that's 6'5", tumbling down to the ice. As we now have just a minute five to go on the clock, it's saved. Not convincingly, but convincingly enough by Barnaby Dano. And it trickles down ice. Inside of a minute, we're down to decibels. Applying the four check there is McGath, who had the insurance goal. Officials stop things again. Clock will freeze at 50.3 for an offside. And I think Arthur actually got hurt on that play. Raymond Arthur had his stick knocked out of his hands, and he was holding his arm afterwards. Sort of semi-stayed with the play, but he was skating towards the bench. So we will go out to center ice. Joining the attack, Charlie Kelly as the extra attacker. He will sit back defensively, but there remain six skaters on the ice. As it's chipped down deep, this one's going to trickle behind. No icing, no empty net goal either. But with only 36 seconds left, Alston Brighton is looking good. Up two, Lang pivots, turns, loses the puck, taken back by the Warriors, and they chip it out of the zone. And it looks right here, right now, like they will finish this one off unless Dorchester can score in the next couple of seconds. The Warriors defensemen have just been too fast at crashing whoever the puck holder is for Dorchester. And Dorchester has not been getting many open looks this period. Final 10 seconds. Alston Brighton's going to win it as Dorchester has run out of time. And it's going to be a combined shutout for John Henry and Barnaby Dano as they will go and swarm Dano. Henry goes in there to join him. It's a 2-0 Bantam single-A victory in the Mayor's Cup for the Alston Brighton boys and girls. An outstanding hockey game. Two well-deserved goals, the first from Peterson in the second, and then McGath, who, if it wasn't a shutout, you could give combined first stars to the goaltenders. McGath was an absolute star today. Absolutely. Great defensive effort from Alston Brighton, but also some really nice attacks just at the right time. You know, I talked about the finesse, and I know that's not everyone's favorite word when it comes to a more physical sport like hockey, 
but just the synergy between these teammates, their ability to find each other on the pass, to know where the other one is. I mean, that assist from Raymond Arthur, I could go on and on and all day for just having the awareness of your teammate behind you as you're trying to fight for that puck and dangling the perfect pass for him to launch an absolute cannon for that second goal that really put the nail in the coffin. An impressive performance on both ends of the ice for Alston Brighton as you see them on your screens if you're watching on the Boston Neighborhood Network. They surround the trophy. An impressive performance defensively with the shutout and offensively an absolute beauty from McGath, from Raymond for that second goal after a little bit of a fluky first, but it doesn't matter how you get them as long as they go in the back of the net. And Alston Brighton wins the Bantam single-A championship here at the 28th Annual Mayor's Cup. You know, uh, I talk about the offense and the finesse that shows, but you talked about that shutout, the defense. They had such a size disadvantage at several times. Um, but the, still, look, at, they held them to just 16 shots, one in the first period. They held them to six in the third. You know, their defensemen did not back down in the face of the bigger size. They stood up and they crashed. You know, they brought it in the aggregate and they kept the puck away from any clean chances for Dorchester. Certainly. 26-16 in favor of shots on target for Alston Brighton as we thank once again our fantastic host, the Boston Parks and Recreation Department, with outstanding support as well from the Boston Bruins Foundation, P&G Gillette, FMC Ice Sports, Boston University, our fantastic arena hosts today, the Massachusetts Department of Conservation and Recreation, Mayor Michelle Wu and Pino's Pizza for providing the delicious subs for lunch and tasty pizza for dinner for our fantastic production crew who you will meet in just a moment. But before we do that, one final say of goodbye for us. An outstanding hockey game. Not the last one that we have today, but again, if this is the level of hockey that we're going to have all day long, boy, are we in for a treat. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more, Mason. It was such a great game from both sides. Both teams have plenty to be proud of. And I think we're going to see a lot of great games here this weekend. We certainly will. For my fantastic colleague, Jesse, my name is Mason South. Thank you so much for joining us on radio, on TV, wherever you are. Thank you. This is Mason South signing off from the 28th Annual Mayor's Cup.